Hello, this is Susan Eller with Tuesday's WTF module. When you experience what the f think, what's their frame? That feeling is a reminder to yourself to transform your assumptions into genuine curiosity so that you and the learner can explore it together. So I do have a story about using advocacy inquiry to find out something interesting. This took place when I was a director of a nurse practitioner program, and I was on my way home on the train or getting ready to get on the train to administer the final exam of the final course. I had received an email from a student earlier in the day saying that she didn't want to take the exam that night, and um, I emailed back explaining that she needed to and, uh, you know, that there really wasn't a negotiation unless there was some extenuating circumstances. And she didn't offer any up. Then she called me and uh, asked again if she could not take the exam. And I said the same thing again and uh, hung up and was getting ready to get on the train and thought, you know what? I must be missing something here. This is a really good student. She's always been ultra-responsible, good grades, good nurse practitioner, didn't make sense. So I ended up calling her back and saying, you know, we've had two conversations today and I'm feeling like I'm missing something because it's not like you to be trying to get out of doing something that you know is an expectation. And I feel like there's something going on here that I'm not aware of and I just want to check in with you and see what's up. At which point she burst into tears on the phone and then finally told me that her husband came home that afternoon and announced he was leaving the marriage and she was, of course, amazingly distraught. And um, she ended up not taking the exam that night. We got her some emergency psychological help and she ended up taking the exam a week later and doing wonderful and going on to become a, a very productive and happy nurse practitioner. But if I hadn't called her back that night, I'm not sure what would have happened in regards to her being able to move forward academically, and hopefully it helped her personally as well because she was in such a, a, a difficult spot. But it was because I reset myself and felt like I needed to get curious because there was something here that didn't make sense in terms of her prior behavior and, and what she was sharing. So I felt by taking that extra step and being curious about her thinking of what was going on really changed the outcome. background. I was working as a middle school teacher in Roxbury, which is in Boston, and at the time I was teaching visual arts to 5th uh, and 6th graders. One of our, our units, um, and one of the things that we really focused on in this art class for figure drawing, is to draw what you see, not just what you think is going to be there or what you assume is going to be there. You really want to draw what you see. And so one day, I had collected uh, a series of, these were like the, the final drawings that they had done for the day. So they had probably spent a good 20, 25 minutes on them. I collected them, I was going to go over them and give some notes and give them back for us to, you know, do better next time. And so I, I, I had this one student who I'll call uh, Charles. Charles turned his in and I looked at it and I said, you know, Charles, there's, there's a problem with this. I don't know if you see here, but I'm counting the number of fingers in your drawing, and I'm seeing that there are 
six fingers here. I see that you've drawn six fingers, and I'm wondering what's going on for you. Just because I, you know, I know it's it's really important with what we're doing that you actually look at what you're drawing, not just draw what you think is going to be there. And he looked up at me, sort of surprised, and he goes, "Mr. L, I do have six fingers." And he raised up his hand, and I looked at it, and I counted one, two, three, four, five, six, and. It was an amazing moment because, you know, we had been teaching them, you really need to look before you make any assumptions about what something looks like. And I had assumed that all my students had five fingers, and that was very much not the case. In fact, he had polydactylism, and he had six fingers. And it's really awesome that we can see that even if you're an expert on this, even if you're an expert and looking in this way, sometimes you can make a mistake and forget and start to assume what things ought to look like instead of actually seeing what they do look like. So that was a really awesome moment for both of us, where I went, what the? And as it turned out, he actually had six fingers.